Welcome to the I Am Persuaded podcast with Travis Shelton. Our desire is to provide weekly encouragement and biblical truths so that you too can be persuaded that He is able. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Now, let's hear what Pastor Travis has to say. Welcome back to the I'm Persuaded podcast. I'm sitting here today with my former youth pastor and our church administrator, Matt Barber. Matt, thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you, Travis. I appreciate it. This is, this is an honor. You know, you get the you get the Today Show, you got Good Morning America, and then you got the Travis Shelton podcast. <laughs> I don't know about that. So I that. went straight to the top of the list. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here today to talk about this topic with me. We're currently studying a topic on the podcast that I believe is very prevalent in our world today, especially among teenagers. It affects girls, and guys also fall victim to this issue as well. And we're looking at the issue of worth, identity, comparison, modesty, and social media and how all of that plays into uh, this issue in our world. So today we're going to dive into the social media aspect of comparison and look at the negative effects and the positive effects that social media has in our lives. You have anything to say about that? Mm. Yeah, it really feels like, from my perspective, the generational divides between mm. us are e- kind of easier to see now. Yeah. What You know, my parents were children... At the, you know, there was really this defining moment at the time of the moon landing, mm. 1969, man lands on the moon. So it's really this kind of big, you know, Neil Armstrong said this giant leap. But um, in terms of just the way that the world connects. Yeah. I remember as a child, again, we're in, you and I are different, in different generations. Different generations now. Here. I mean, I'm an old man now, but I remember as a child, you know, you're holding a telephone and you got this big curly cord that comes out of it, you know, going yeah. to the wall. And you're thinking, how in the world does my voice coming through this device get to my grandmother 200 miles from here? Yeah. And this, there's no delay, you know, it's just right. And it's just you, if you start to process the incredible capabilities that the, these technologies have, even the old ones, even the things that oh, yeah. I experienced growing up, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. And then now this generation... There's no wires anymore. It's all just, it's floating through the air and you're walking around with it in your pocket. Yeah. And so I think the generation that you're describing, the the teen generation today, they just take for granted mm. the fact that the world is at their fingertips. Yeah. And they can pull out their phone and suddenly they can communicate with people on the other side of the world. And it's, if they take time to stop and process that, it's pretty overwhelming. Yeah. But I think many times we just take it for granted and it's there. It's there for me to use. I can have it available to me whenever I want. And it's really pretty incredible. I mean, you even think about in the past, the ways that the future, I don't, did you ever watch Star Trek? I did. The ways that the future was portrayed, you know, Star Trek, the captain says, computer, you know, get, get me Admiral Shelton. And all of a sudden his face pops up on the screen. Yeah. Whoa, that's cool. FaceTime, you know, what do we have today? Siri, get me Travis, and there you are. Your face is on the screen. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. So I think we've kind of reached the point where the futuristic aspirations of my generation have been surpassed. <laughs> Things are cooler now than, yeah. than we even imagined that they would be. And so this generation is really just saturated in this awesomeness that I'm not sure they even take time to, to sit still and appreciate. Yeah, I would agree. Because it's moving so fast around them. I would agree. So today we're going to discuss some of the positive aspects of social media together, 
how, I mean, we've obviously discussed how the great the advancements have been. We're also going to look at the negative aspects and how it can play into teenagers and depression and worth and identity and how they greatly struggle with that in their life. And so how this podcast is going to go is I'm just going to let Matt kind of handle all of the answers. And so I'm going to just ask the questions. Oh, boy. And so hopefully he studied up enough on the topic of this social a, media. This is a heavy burden indeed. <laughs> my it. old slump shoulders. <laughs> hey, I need. can I add one more thing before Go we ahead, continue? Yeah. I wanted to. I don't know if anybody's ever done this. I want to give a shout out to your announcer at the beginning of your podcast. Oh, yes. I mean, it's easy for excellence to go unrecognized. That is right. But in terms of just pure voice talent, your announcer is the most gifted twelve-year-old I have ever encountered. That's right. Now I wonder if he's going to listen to this. Yeah. Can you imagine when his voice changes? I know. How be something else. incredible he will be. It I'm would just, be great. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, I, we wondered when he recorded for us if anybody would notice who he was. Oh. But uh, that voice is just yeah. The first week we're like, they sprouted out his name. They knew exactly. You can't just dis- you can't disguise that voice. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I had that's to great. Yeah. Credit where it's due. Hopefully he'll listen. All right. So ready for the questions? Yes, sir. All right. So number one, how has social media defined a generation? So you kind of already spoken a little bit on that with your parents' generation and how the landing on the moon defined them. But we see now, looking at my generation, the generations that's behind me, and even like my parents, social media is defining generations right now so what would mm-hmm. you say about that yeah i think you know we kind of talk refer to ourselves as the social media generation yeah. and it kind of no- annoys me to the point where you know that's our kind of our tagline for everything well today with social media but it really does redefine yeah. everything that we do and the connectivity that our world experiences um really transforms every aspect of our lives every transaction of our mm-hmm. lives every conversation of our lives um it really does kind of reposture all that we do, the way that we think, yeah. um, the time and the speed and the distance as to w- at which everything kind of travels around us. Yeah. Um, it really does. We lose ourselves, I think, sometimes hmm. in the pace and in kind of the rhythm of this culture. So like you mentioned, it applies to all age groups today. Hmm. I mean, we've got grandparents who are on Facebook all the time. Yeah. We've got, you know, the professional class who they're on Instagram and they're on LinkedIn and they're on all these different things. And even, you know, the way that businesses promote themselves now. Mm, yeah. You know, we got businesses, small businesses that don't even have a website. They've just got a Facebook page. They've got an Instagram yeah. account and they can reach just as many people that way. Yeah. So, um, you know, not we're not just talking about children here. We're talking about the entire world. All age groups yeah. have kind of embraced this. Um, but we kind of think of our kids as being on the the cutting edge, Hmm. Um, you know, all of us kind of lag behind, but kids are so in tune with the latest trends Hmm. in apps, in methods of communication, in the content of communication. It really does kind of set, set the stage for their interaction with the world. Yeah, I think so. And so, yeah, you look at, I mean, even, yeah, there's grandparents on it now. There's parents on it. Like you said, the businesses, like there's no more just regular sign flippers. I was looking at something yeah. the other day, and there's uh, there's a job for an online sign flipper. And, like, <laughs> and apparently they make good money. I tell you what, that's and a so, whole new level of yeah. lazy. And so they're they're selling advertisements for like HVAC companies and plumbing companies, people that does, don't usually brand themselves. And, man, they're, they're doing well. And so that's that. a whole new 
avenue now. So, I yes. Thought, I always thought the guy standing on the street corner, you know, flipping the sign with this little umbrella was living large. But now yeah. You, now, now you, you get to do, do it from, from your his couch. recliner. Yeah. In his bloomers. Yeah. Man. <laughs> so, it's all it's something else. Deal. So, really, it is. It's defining generations. And we are, like you said, don't like being called that, but the social media generation where everybody, especially young people, they're all an expert in it. And uh, we all know how to do it. Yeah. And, and we'll get to some more of this later, I think. But I think the value of that is generations can connect yeah. around this and that's necessary. Now I heard, uh, this is several months ago. I heard Dr. Phil, everybody knows Dr. Phil, <laughs> he'll fix all your problems. But in an interview, he said, older people have the wisdom to navigate social media, but not the knowledge. You know, the mm, kids know yeah. how everything works. Yeah. The kids have all the knowledge, but none of the wisdom. Oh wow. They don't have the, the restraint that is necessary the the moderation that is necessary in order to use it wisely in yeah. order to use it best and so i think when generations come together so this is kids big brothers and sisters aunts and uncles parents grandparents they come together in a way that helps you know the young people teach us about mm -hmm. all the possibilities out there yeah but helps us guide them to use these things best yeah and not just out of all this exuberance about all that's available to me let, yeah. let me just use everything to its fullest uh, there is some some wisdom, as Proverbs would tell us, yeah. that helps to take a good thing and make it best. Yeah, I think so. That'll lead us into the next question, but I think we'll hit that topic later on. But that's what's very important for parents and teens to have a healthy conversation about social media. That's right. They can yeah. work together with this. So it's not all bad, but the parents know what's going on, and they can teach each other and learn from each other that's it. Yeah. in social media. All right, question number two is how can social media be used as a tool versus a toy? And so everything in our life can be used as a tool for the gospel and for Jesus Christ. But if we're not careful, we can take those tools and use them as a toy in our life. So talk on that for a bit. Yeah, I think we, we see the necessity of all these different platforms that connect us. Mm. And so, you know, for, from a business perspective, let's start there. A business person says, you know, I won't be able to effectively reach my customers mm. without social media. So there's kind of this, this basic, you know, we treat it as a utility. Yeah. This is something that is, is vital for my success as a, a business person or yeah. what, you know, whatever you're promoting. But then when you put it in biblical terms, you put it in terms of us as followers of Jesus, we are called to reach the world. Mm. And so what a beautiful tool that we have to be able, like we've seen these last few weeks as churches have been closed. Yeah. For, you know, depending on your situation, a few weeks or some are, are yet to reopen. Yeah. We're able, through these different communications avenues online, uh, to be able to reach people with our message, with the gospel. Yeah. Um, and really covers all, it goes over all boundaries. We're able to reach people on the opposite side of the world. Yeah. Um, with the message of Jesus, the fact that he can redeem them and change their lives and and give them a, a hope and an eternity. Um, so that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the fact that the Great Commission go to the uttermost part of the earth, we can Possible. do instantaneously yeah. now. I mean, a click of a button. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, obviously Jesus, when he was telling us, <laughs> telling us his directions for reaching the world, he knew this was coming. Yeah. But uh, the opportunities now, I mean, you think about the Apostle Paul hopping on a boat and crossing stormy water, yeah. you know, and all kinds of unknown dangers that lie, you know, would he ever make it to Rome? Would he ever make it to these other churches in Asia Minor? But uh, we have a way to reach them now through technology that is 
Wow. Oh, yeah. What an opportunity for the gospel. That's great. I think so. Yeah, I heard, I think I mentioned this on one of my podcasts earlier with Josh, um, but I heard a professor say when he was a youth pastor years ago, he preached against Facebook, like, don't use Facebook. Facebook's awful. It's satanic. Yeah. But now every church in America for 15 weeks has relied on Facebook yeah. to get the message out. So now you see his picture with the little F, yeah. the little Facebook logo right yeah. underneath you. Yeah. And so it's amazing how what we have now can be used as such a tool for the gospel. And like yeah. you said, to get it to all the ends of the earth, and it's even, really great. Even on a smaller scale, we have the opportunity to share verses of Scripture with our yeah, friends. for sure. You know, with, with our family, with people who are in our inner circle of of close community but we're not necessarily with them all the time yeah so to be able to send somebody an encouraging verse to be able to send somebody hey i, I was thinking about you today yeah. and i prayed for you in this way in this way in this way yeah to be able to share those kind of encouraging thoughts in real time i think so is valuable you know that is yeah. it's it's um it's good to have that opportunity to meet somebody in the moment. You yeah. know, it's one thing to write them a letter like the old days and then, yeah. you know, go find a stamp somewhere and stick it in the mailbox and yeah. get it to them in a few days. But uh, to be able to meet somebody in their need, spiritually speaking, for sure, instantaneously yeah. is, is a great way to kind of live out what Jesus has called us to also. Yeah, and on the same side of that, you have a lot of people that, I mean, we're called to witness but a lot of people are very shy and yeah. they will not just walk up and strike up a conversation with someone. Yeah. So now they could use the tool of social media in some way to spread the gospel without having to verbally do that. If they're that kind of person, like I know myself when I was in high school, I've come a long way. I like to talk now, but um, I would miss school for an English project. And so <laughs> I remember I, hearing these stories yeah, about you. I would not, I would literally not go up and present. And so for sure. me to have something that I could just hide behind kind of, and that, that can be the negative side of it as well. Yeah. But you can share the gospel in a way that you feel more okay to do because yeah. you're just typing it and you're not sure. having to speak it. And maybe that's a good first step yeah. in sharing the gospel. I think so. Yeah, it's very intimidating for you to walk up to somebody. Yeah, and, it takes a while to get the courage you know, up to Hit them with the truth. Yeah. But uh, maybe a, a good toe in the water yeah. would be to, to start doing that electronically. And maybe that opens up to yeah. a first personal conversation. For sure. But you talked about the toy aspect. There's the necessity. There's the blessing of this. But I think it very quickly becomes just a, a form of entertainment. I think so. And obviously entertainment is is good for us. Entertainment yeah. in in a certain measure is uh, is valuable to us. Yeah. And so to have these these little fun kind of interactions, um, I think really kind of helps to enhance yeah. our human experience. I think so. If we if we keep it in its proper place, and even you know just sharing something that is funny. Yeah, <laughs> that helps me yeah. to be able to to see something that makes me laugh during oh, yeah. the middle of a day where I'm kind of filled with other kinds of challenges and and obstacles. So I think the uh, the toy aspect of it, whether we would admit it or not, you know, a lot of us get into it saying, well, I'm just, you know, I'm going to use this for professional purposes yeah. and, of course, to share the gospel. Yeah. However, I will, uh, you know, probably dabble in some memes and yeah. playing some Candy Crush, you know. So, um, yeah, I think we don't want to take it so seriously to the point that, well, everything, you know, it's got to be, everything's got to be laced up and professional, yeah. but um, there are some benefits to just being able to unwind with a, oh, for sure. with a quick game or a quick kind of joke that, that uh, helps bring a little, a little lightness to the day. And that's a, that's a beautiful feature. Yeah, I think so. And so also with the toy factor of it, how can it be good in entertainment, but also can it go into the negative side of things with teenagers, especially so how can they use this for more than entertainment and it fuel the comparison, the identity, things like that? Yeah, I think if you start from a zoomed out perspective, 
any form of entertainment. I mean, whatever it is. If you talk about riding four wheelers, yeah. talk about rollerblading, whatever it is, uh, all the way down to video games and and apps on your phone. Anything in excess, yeah. Even though it's good, in excess it becomes unhealthy. Mm. And so I think the difficulty, and it's not just teenagers. No, I mean it's old not. people like me and it's younger people like you for sure. But we fall into the addictive entanglements of these things yeah and it's pretty crazy if you research the origins of a lot of these entertainment Mm -hmm. apps and social media platforms yeah um, they are designed to be addictive yeah they're designed to hook you and the principles that a lot of them use you know you ever you ever reach the end of your feed and you have to pull down to reload yeah now why do you think that is you you could you could just have an endless feed okay. where you just scroll and scroll and scroll. But why does your phone have that little thing where you pull down? That's actually designed, modeled, after the pull arm on a slot machine at a casino. Oh, wow. So people who promote and perpetuate gambling are the ones who gave us that concept hmm. for the pull-down refresh yeah. feature. And it really does have an addictive component. It does. It's designed that way. Yeah. And so when we get stuck in this thing, and and because of the interactive nature of that, you you know you really feel like you're you're involved in the process when oh, you yeah. push your thumb down. You see that little wheel spin for a couple seconds. Yeah. And, hey, I, about I, to hit something. I just unleashed some more content. Yeah. So it really does make you. It gives this satisfying. You know, there's you can see people's studies on the the mental and even biological, the chemical responses in the brain Hmm. that occur as a result of that, it produces an addiction. And it's the same chemicals that are used in drugs, in alcohol, in sex. And so those same physical responses occur, can occur within the confines of a digital app. And so it becomes very entangling. It becomes, Hmm. uh, people get so hooked on it that instead of just a release for entertainment, for pleasure, for a quick joke, for a quick um, lighthearted exchange with somebody, it becomes something that has you in its clutches. Hmm. And so it was a release for you at first, but now you can't be released from it. Yeah. And it becomes something that you just have to have. Yeah. I read a quote, and I think you probably read it as well, in some of the material we were looking at. Research has shown that social media can be more addictive than cigarettes and alcohol. So going back to what you were saying, is man, just how addictive these things can be, how addictive just pulling down an app can be, and how it releases a chemical in your brain that, that sends, I want more of this. Yeah. And so to be more, I mean, usually we, uh, we relate addictiveness with alcohol and cigarettes and nicotine, but to know that social media and its apps and can be more addictive than that, I mean, that's kind of scary. And everybody can see the physical damage of alcohol and cigarettes. Yeah. You know, you've been to, the, to visit somebody who's got lung cancer. Yeah. You, know, you see how that's affected them. But to know that these things have effects that are equally detrimental yeah on your brain and even on your body on mm. the way that you process things and operate yeah um it really is a pretty accurate parallel yeah it can damage the way that you process information and yeah. the way that you relate to people yeah and um so it is important in the same way to to be on guard yeah for things that can have a 
a terrible impact on you. Yeah. I follow some some Christian, they're called social media influencers. They have a really big following. And something they've started doing is taking like one day a month where they call it a social media cleanse. Mm. And I mean, their job revolves around social media. Yeah. And so they'll say just the benefits of that day. They they think better. They're they're not as depressed. Yeah. And so I know that the ones that I'm talking about, it was like two years ago. They got really down and depressed and they had to like go away from it for a while. And so the effects that it has of just, they said the comments and everything that goes into that and just what's this person going to say? How's this person going to react? I mean, they're Christian. And so they're using it for good, but it weighted down on them and uh, caused them to think depressively. Do you want, do you want a good microcosm of this? Yeah. You and I can relate to this because we just kind of, we handed off responsibilities with a youth group. When we go to summer camp, mm. you know, my tradition has, and I'm, I'm a, I don't mind being a jerk. Yeah. My tradition has always been when we go to summer camp, we confiscate all the phones so during yeah. that one week away as a youth group, we don't have access to all these things. And here's the two reactions that you get from the youth group. At first, it's, oh, yeah, oh, it's-, it's like you're ripping a limb off of my body. Yeah. How am I supposed to live like this? Yeah. So there's this kind of horror response at the beginning. But without fail, and this doesn't come from everybody, but there's always some at the end of the week, when it comes time to get them back, somebody will say, you know, it's been kind of nice oh, yeah. not to have that. Yeah, It's been kind of nice not to have to carry that burden of having to respond to everything that's sent to me and having to follow. I feel like I'm going to miss out on something if I'm not following constantly. Yeah. I've kind of enjoyed it this week. Yeah, And so you kind of see that from our own kids' responses. For sure. Yeah, I was talk- It's good for them to be away from it. Oh, yeah. I was talking to a teenager, I think last week at youth group. They said, you know what? I'm looking forward to just giving up my phone for a week. Yes. I enjoy that. I get so much closer to the Lord. I grow in my relationship with Him. I make connections with people I don't know. I even grow closer with the relationships that I have in our youth group, and all because I'm not constantly just scrolling. And so I know there's someone that went to camp with us last year that's not going this year, and her words were, I'm going to miss not having my phone for a week, or I wish I was giving up my phone for a week. Yeah. This is what she was saying. She liked the benefits of that so much. So maybe what we should learn from that is how to self-impose yeah. these, you know, you call it a fast. Yeah. You want to use biblical terms, self-impose these things on ourselves so that we can realize the benefits on for a regular sure. basis. Yeah. So I think today we've covered a lot of the blessings and a lot of the curses of social media and its aspects. And so we're going to close here today. So Matt, thank you for that. And we'll pick back up next time and discuss more of this. But thanks for joining me today. Sounds great. I appreciate you having me and look forward to more. And thank you for those of you that have tuned in today. I hope this is a blessing. Hope it's been an encouragement. Parents, hope you found something that maybe it'll help you in in parenting your teen and teenager. I hope you heard something today that'll help make you think more about your usage of social media and how it can be more of a tool and maybe take some steps back from that. And we'll talk more about that next episode. So have a great Friday and God bless. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the I Am Persuaded podcast, please consider subscribing and share with your friends. We pray this is a blessing in your life. God bless.